this will start. Doesn't, it doesn't exclude knowing. You know a lot of stuff comes and goes, yes? But the I don't know is basically more of a posture or a stance, yeah? It, has, it includes a lot of knowing. Yeah, it's not like, you're, I don't know anything. No, you know a lot of stuff, but the I don't know is more of a posture. And it's, it's almost like receptive or like an empty glass or an empty bowl, yeah? So in that I don't know, you're relegated into finding out, which is another form of knowledge. Knowledge based on mentation or mental process is knowing, yeah? So once we meet something or read about it, we think we know it, you know, like one page, oh, I know that. And so basically it's frozen and put into your knowing, you know, column, yes? But you really don't know it, yeah, because you haven't found out anything. You already, you had the, your knowledge was already pre, uh, prefabbed and then just applied to that, whatever the topic is, yes? So you neuter it by knowing it. But in the I don't know, you're relegated into finding out, and that's when life's revelatory, yes? So like in recovery, we have this thing on uh, the main principle of recovery and addiction and alcohols and stuff is, uh, Reliance or turning your want, your will and your life over to the care of a higher power of your own understanding. So that starts in a certain way where there's the God and then you're going to be the knower of God. Or you're, there's the higher power and you're going to be the knower of the higher power. But it doesn't have to stay that way. After a while, it can shift into you're going to turn your will and your life over to the care of a higher power of its own understanding. Now at that point, you're in I don't know. Yes? Concerning that. And then you find out. So that higher power now expresses itself to you, sometimes through you, sometimes through others. Yes? But you find out about it. Not that you know, oh, this is my higher power. It gets me, you know, dates and a parking space at the meeting and this and that. And it gets me a job. No. You don't know. And in that I don't know, it becomes revelatory. Because then it demonstrates, and you have the eyes to see it, the demonstration, and the ears to hear it, and that's incredibly convincing. Yeah? So like some people, let's say there's a miracle at 10 o'clock in the morning, they've forgotten it by 12. But that same head that they're, that they're being navigated by has a resentment about something that happened 30 years ago that may have not even happened, but they're remembering that all freaking day, all year after year. It's the underlying understanding. I know they fucked with me, yeah? But the miracle totally is dismissed. There's a bias there, yeah? This, there's a bias with the I know and the I don't know. The I don't know produces a life that's revelatory, where you find things out. And when you find something out, it can become very convincing, turning into like an unspoken yes in your gut. Yeah? Not like, oh, I read I am that, or I read this book, and I read that book. I know what they're talking about. And yet, the next hour, the, you know, the newspaper boy misses your porch, and you're totally flipping out, and you believe you're the one who's flipping out, and it was the port, the newspaper boy that threw the paper, yeah? So the I know didn't really work, because you didn't know. It didn't translate into an ease and comfort here. But finding out is different because it produces the goods, yeah? 
So you have an unspoken yes, and then it's just a done deal. It's a done deal. Something has been revealed to you. It's a done deal. And now it's going to keep revealing itself through you or in life. And you'll have the eyes and the ears to see and hear it. It becomes revelatory. Yeah. This is like a living scripture, in a way. And you are the receiver of it. Yeah. You're the transmission and the receiving of it. But it's alive. There's no, there's no deadening aspect to it. It's not like someone who has an epiphany, and now they think there was an epiphany, which you've never had an, a reservation for. If you've ever been in an epiphany, did you know it was coming in advance? Did you call up and ask, you know, get a nice room with an ocean view and some candles, and I'm, I'm going to have a big epiphany this weekend? No. You're walking around, maybe you're at the store, maybe at Walmart, maybe in a beautiful jungle in Bali, and then something occurs, and for a period of time here, there's an absence of self, a pretty strong absence of self, and it's pretty unbelievable in a lot of ways. And yet, it usually ends when the head rises and goes, oh, I'm having this incredible epiphany. As soon as the sense of, of the selfing occurs, which claims the epiphany as an event it's having, the epiphany is neutered. It's, it, in a way, it's co it comes to a screeching halt, and it now becomes a past experience that you had. Yeah? This is what happens with life. Life is being offered. There's an invitation constantly, but how you receive it frames it and neuters it constantly. And then you have something that you know, but you don't have the juice of it anymore. So you know the scriptures, but you don't have the juice of what they're implying. So you know the statement of, you know, what's looking is what you're looking for, but it's not producing any kind of relief in your day. That knowledge is worthless, in a sense. In recovery, we call it self-knowledge avails you nothing. So knowledge that's claimed by self, which is what I call selfing, so selfing's main movement is to claim, so let's say it starts hearing about itself, the structure of self, and so the selfing claims to be the one who's hearing it, it neuters that information, yeah? Now the information doesn't leave lead to the freedom from the bondage of self, it actually adds on to the selfing. Yeah. So like in Buddhism, in a, one a great Zen master said, to study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study the self is to forget the self. So if you learn about the self yeah, with an I don't know sort of attitude or a revelatory state, you'll have a hit just maybe that you're not that. Yeah. And in that, not that, it can reverberate for the rest of your days here. So when, when the, the mechanism that's reinforcing this feeling of being a someone, the mechanism that's reinforcing the idea that you're the doer and the haver and the smeller and the feeler and the taster and the thinker, yeah, that mechanism, you'll see it working, but it won't produce its product. Because it has to have you believing in it to produce the product of the feeling of being a self. It cannot produce a self, but it can allow the mind to take itself to be that and then produce the feeling of being it, yeah? So now you have an immunity to the advertising that keeps engaging you in the story that you're the center of this world. Instead of seeing life as happening, you, most of us are interpreting life as happening to me. Yeah. It's a totally different event. One's an event, the other, the other one's an interpretation of an event. Yeah. Life is happening is an event. Life's happening to me is a damn interpretation of it. Yeah. 
So, of course, what happens if there's an event and an interpretation of it? Usually something's lost that the event and only the event had to offer. A sense of aliveness, yeah? That's lost. As soon as there's an interpretation, it now enters a purely mental realm, and it becomes, I know. You know? I know why I'm screwed, but you're still screwed. Yeah? Just like being a professor of holes, but you keep falling into holes. What's the point of the knowledge about holes if you don't veer away from them? Yeah? So for me, this information was an invitation. The message is you and me. We're the message. This is just like a catalyst, just like if your car broke down and it was an old car and you had a carburetor and you had a friend there and you kept trying to turn it, it wasn't catching, you'd have your friend go out there, hey, I got a gas can in the back, take off the air filter, there's the carburetor, put a couple of drops of gas in, yeah? Just keep starting, and then it starts. What do you do now? You stop putting gas in. If you put more gas in, it will flood it. Yeah? So a message, an invitation is just that. It's inviting you. It's not the invitation. It's not the message itself. It's inviting you to entertain a possibility. Yeah? That's all. Once it's delivered the goods, the, that's its, the, its, its job is done. Now you continue it. Like for me, I went to a meeting, like you said, you've gone to tons of satsangs. I went to a few satsangs. I heard it. I heard what they were saying in my own way, yeah. I went around, I entertained what, they, what it meant to me, yeah. I entertained the possibilities. And what occurred is, something started to download information about that which I was not, yeah, that I was taking myself to be. I don't need downloads about the truth. I need downloads about what I'm taking to be the truth, yeah. That's all I need. I need information about what I'm not. I don't need information about what I am. What I am, you, you will find out what you are by being it. Yeah? You won't find out what you are by studying it, by intently concentrating on some fucking object. You'll find out about it by being it. So this, uh, this message isn't about, oh, there's this eternal voidness, and it's an incredible, empty, spacious thing. No, who's hearing it? Who's hearing that message? Yeah? Who's hearing the message, hey, honey, you're a lion, yeah? Oh, you may like the sound of being a lion, so here's the message. I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion. You're really in agreement. But it hits your ears, and your ears are formed into sheep ears, and you hear it as a sheep. And immediately it turns the message into, I can become like a lion. That's not the message. The message is, you're a lion. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. No, you don't know. Because you're knowing from a point of view of being a sheep. That's what needs to be questioned. Not that, how can I become a lion is pointless if you are a lion. If you're a sheep, it may make sense. Maybe you're sick and tired of being made sweaters every year. And get your asses kicked, and then, you know, fillet whatever, mignon or whatever, veal, whatever they use for sheep. Maybe you're tired of getting shaved every year for the fucking sweaters. Yeah, and you like to have a little, yeah, I'd like to kick some freaking ass. So yeah, sheep may really want to be a lion, but what happens if it's just a mistaken identity? Maybe the sheep is a lion, but it's taken itself to be a sheep. What would happen if it would start studying to be a lion? What would that studying of being a lion promote? Would it promote a lionhood or sheepness? 
If a sheep was studying to be a lion, it would provoke sheepness. Yeah? Let's cut it. Go right to that. What are you? Yeah? Or what you're not? Are you a long-lasting, independent, separate entity? Are you a thing? Are you a body? Let's see. Well, your thought system believes you are. Look at the thoughts. Let's take a look. What, is your, what does your thought system present you as? When you're thought about, what are you thought about as? You can only be thought about as a body. You can't be thought as a spirit. How can you say, oh, my spirit was so much better three years ago. And now, you know, what? It was working out in a spiritual gym? There's no way you can see non-entity. You can't see a formless thing and give it qualities. But a body you can think about four years ago. Oh, what was I doing four years ago? Well, I was in Tucson. What was in Tucson? A body, yeah? All right, so I was in Tucson all day. It's saying I, 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 but every time it says I, there's like an image in your head that you're a body. It's like living with a hypnotist all day. The head is hypnotizing us to believe I'm the doer, the thinker, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. All day. Yeah. So the thought system thinks of you and I as a body. So what happens when it thinks about you in the past, four years ago? Which it does quite a lot, doesn't it? And maybe you say, oh, I never think about the past. Well, I bet you think a lot about the future. Your head does, yeah? What does it picture you as a, does it picture you as a body? Is, a, is your spirit going to have cancer four years from now? You're not worried about what your spiritual condition is going to be four years from now, because it's a stable condition. You're worried about your physical, mental condition, or your financial condition, or your material security condition, yes? All the premises, always the importance is on being a body. Alright, so here, thoughts about you in the past. Yes? What happens? When are you, so when you think about, when your head thinks about you in the past, you would call it remembering, right? Where does the remembering occur? Does it happen in the past or does it happen now? Exactly. So you are being remembered a lot, all day. You as a body. And when you worry about you in the future, you're, it's another form of remembering. It's not only based on the past remembering, it uses the future to remember you too. Because you're worried about you in the future, but the worry isn't four years from now. The worry is now. And you're worrying now because you think this you is going to be there four years from now. Yeah? So what happens? Here you go. Selfing cannot produce an effect. It's not real. It's not doesn't have a nuclear reactor. It doesn't exist. It's a mental idea. How can it appear to be so? How can that something, something that isn't so right now, it wasn't so when you were a baby, there was no sense of self for about 18 months until you produced, until the mental process got developed and it started putting out this idea that you're someone, yeah? But for 18 months you were flailing away. You ever look at a kid when they're babies? Their eyes are just fucking wide awakeness, yeah? The slavery, the self hadn't begun yet. So the fact is, it's not always been the case, and I'm saying it's never been the case that you've been a self. But you appear to be a self, you feel like you're a self, based on what? On memory, mostly. So the thought system values, not now, yet there's only now, it values the past and the future, because in the past and the future, you seem to be so. You were there, and I got a feeling I will be here tomorrow. Yeah? So it goes like this, hey, I was there, this happened to me, now let me tell you what happened to me. I got hurt in the water, 
Who, what got hurt in the water? The body got hurt in the water. No, I got hurt in the water two weeks ago. And now I'm, I'm recovering, and it's pissed, I'm pissed off about it because I'd rather be doing something other than staying home. And I hope I'll be better. What is it talking about? Is it talking about my spirit, or the spirit, or is it talking about the body? Yeah. So how are you going to walk around thinking there isn't an identification as a body when the thing you're listening to all day is totally identified as a body? Yeah? If you believe you're the thinker of the thoughts, the thoughts are constantly pointing at you as a body. <laughs> so here it is. I'm thinking about me in the past. I'm remembering me now. Yes. I was there. I will be there. Hey, I'm here now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is this why do they say like St. Francis says it's in forgetting self that you're reborn why is it important that they say oh it's in self-forgetting that things get really good why do they use the word forgetting because self is remembered that's the antidote in a dualistic expression it's a pretty easy antidote you can follow the opposite is usually the case so it's remembering is the functionality of selfing then forgetting is its antidote so when you forget the self, yes, when you forget it, in other words, when the thoughts that are thinking about you in the past are not attracting your interest and attention to go there, and when the thoughts that are thinking about you in the future do not grab your interest and attention, you at that point are freed from the bondage of self because self isn't being remembered. Yeah? At that point, you are resting, which you can never not be resting, but you are now aware that you're resting in the awareness of, of now. Yeah? In the being of what's going on. You're resting there. And in that vantage point, you can now see what's, you can now see what is being used to facilitate what we call the bondage of self. You'll see that the thoughts are used to facilitate it by having a little word preceding the thoughts, which is their mind. These are my thoughts and they're about me. Yeah? That's the bonding mechanism. Feelings the same way. Feelings come and go, but they're totally different when they're your feelings. Yeah. Your feelings, they refer to a past feeling. The past feeling refers to the one who had that past feeling, and it's another fucking remembering of self. Something that isn't so has to constantly be engaged to seem to be so. The, the glue of the false bondage has to be applied all the time, because it isn't so. But it can seem to be so. You know, you ever see a helicopter when it's moving really fast? It seems like it's some one solid thing. There's four blades, but it's moving so fast, the optical illusion is that it's a solid thing. That's what this is like. The selfing is fast, yes? So it's constantly, constantly reinforcing this idea that you are the seer right now. You. You as a body. Yeah? It's constantly reinforcing that you're the thinker of all the thoughts. You're the feeler of every damn feeling. Yeah? You're the hearer of everything that's been heard. You're the smeller of everything that's been smelt today. You cannot believe. <laughs> and all this facilitation, what, it does, what does it do? The mind, the big M mind, the big M mind forgets what it is by remembering what it's not. It can't forget it, it's impossible to forget it, but it can seem to forget it in time. 
It can seem to forget it. Because this whole place, this whole dream is based on the word seemingly. It's appearing to be true or false to us. Yeah? So, you can seemingly be up the ass of self. You're not up the ass of self. You could never be up the ass of self. But you can really seem to be. And you'll have an exquisite experience of the suffering you would feel that would produce. You will. Yeah. And what happens when you're feeling that? You're apt to do anything to get relief, yes? And the thought system will provide you mechanisms or ideas or strategies or promises. Oh, oh, if you do this or if you do that, for me, it was getting loaded on drugs, yeah? The idea of surrender in the disease of alcoholism is fuck it, basically. And so the thought system would lead me to fuck it. Against all evidence, contrary, I would pick up again. Even though I knew it was totally insane, I had no power over the system. It was like a parasitical movement that had the host. Yeah, I was enslaved to it. How was I enslaved to it? Through the thought system, basically. Yeah. Parasite doesn't have a life, so it had the one that was offered through this event. It wasn't my life, it was just life, and it took the opportunity, yeah, by claiming to be me, and then it lived a life. It used me as transportation. And I ended up where most alcoholics ended up. Institution, jails, and death. Yeah. Same place they'll end up in Bombay, India. Same place they'll end up in Hoboken, New Jersey. Same place they'll end up in South America, or the South Pole, or the North Pole. If they have alcoholism, you pretty much go to the same destinations. Yeah. All the different, all the seemingly different hosts seem to get driven to the same parking spaces, institutions, jails, and death. <laughs> and all the while you'll think it's you're so unique and special. <laughs> you're the only one who did it. You're not even the one who did it. <laughs> There's a freedom right in the midst of the whole dilemma. There is. The whole dilemma is only can only reach the level of seemingly so. It can only appear to be true or false to you. It doesn't have any truth at all in it. But it can appear to be true to you. Yeah? If this mechanism has worked its wonders, what isn't so will appear to be so to you. And once that's the case, you're in for it. Once this becomes real, its effects become real on you. Yeah. But the Course of Miracles is a beautiful statement. You ever hear of the Course in Miracles? Interesting download, very interesting download. But in the Course in Miracles, it says, "Hey, you and I, you and I are the dreamer of this dream. Yeah? Not the one we were asleep. That's an example of it. But when we're awake, we're in the dream also. Yeah. So we're the dreamer of the dream. Yeah. Now we forgot that we're dreaming. Now how do we forget that we're the dreamer? By remembering." that we're the dreamt object. Yeah, This is a dreamt object. This is appearing. You can see it, yes? Whatever can be perceived can't be what's perceiving, an old Zen master used to say. Yeah, This isn't what's perceiving. Yeah? So this isn't what's dreaming. This is like the camera that the dreamt happens through. Yeah, This is the mechanism that it, it, it goes through, but this is not the light. This just facilitates the light coming through. Yeah. So, okay, you and I are the dreamer of the dream, we forgot that we're dreaming the dream. Oh, how, did, how does that happen? I'd say by remembering self. Yeah. Okay, what happens now after you forget that you're the dreamer of the dream? You give everything you've dreamt, this, everything you've dreamt, all the, all the power to affect you. 
as what? This. Yeah? Follow it. It's a beautiful statement. It explains a lot right here. You and I are the dreamer of the dream. So, okay, let's say this is a camera location. There's the undifferentiated light of mind. Comes through here, differentiates. Yeah? So now things appear to be things. Yeah? There's an appearance of things to a thing. Yeah? <laughs> so, all right, so now the dream's happening. We're the dreamer of the dream. We forgot that we're the dreamer of the dream. And by remembering we're this, which is the dreamt object, and now we've given everything all the power to affect us, not as the dreamer, but as the dreamt object. So let's say if in your small area, a small little room, and there's a living tiger there. You think it's a living tiger. Now, you're probably going to have a fear that that tiger could kill you at any moment. Yeah. Now, you may... You know, read books about how to, you know, cohabitate a small space with a tiger, and maybe it gives you a sense of mental sense of knowing, oh, it's not gonna, I'm okay, you know, it's not gonna fucking hold water. <laughs> it's a mental knowing, and it has no fucking, no, it has no value whatsoever. It has a lot of value when you're yapping in a nice place with someone, but it has no value when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> so here it is. So now you're scared shit of this dream, dream tiger, but you're doing affirmations. There is no tiger. There is no tiger. But there's going to be a tiger as long as there is a you. <laughs> you don't see it. The you is giving it the meaning. <laughs> Not the, the tiger isn't giving you a meaning. You, this is happening through this, yeah, this way. So, all right. But instead, what would happen if you woke up and you realized that thing that was causing all that fear wasn't real? The tiger. Yeah? Would it have the ability to affect you anymore? No. What's allowing you to be affected so much by so many things? Find out. My humble opinion is it's an activity called selfing that's pretty ongoing most of the day. Its main movement is to claim. So when this consciousness of manifesting through this apparatus and there's the seeing and the hearing and the feeling and the tasting and the touching which are the five events consciousness moving through these five gates then there's the feeling that you're the seer you're the hearer you're the feeler that's the movement of of selfing yeah it now claims to be the seer so every time seeing is occurring you feel like you're doing it somehow yeah every time there's thinking you feel like you're the thinker you do you have a feeling either you're the object of the thoughts or another thing is the object of the thoughts, but you're the thinker. Yes. This is how the selfing claims the facility, the faculty of thought, of feeling, this and that, and now the feelings are used to bind you to the idea of being a self through the bridge of mind. They're your feelings, bro. <laughs> Just simply put a... Put three words up here on a board. Put relationship up there, health and uh, and money. Yeah, they'd all they initiate some kind of feeling in you, you know. And usually that feeling would represent a meaning you were giving it. If you were rich or something, and you or you're feeling pretty, you don't even have to be rich. If you don't have a belief system that uh, there's never going to be enough, you can be happy with twenty bucks. Yeah. So, so whatever. There's the place. Now we're going to change the weight of those words. How? Just add something, proceed, proceed them. My money. Isn't it a different weight? If you had a scale, it would be much heavier if you put money on the scale than my money. Yeah? Health, uh, pretty important topic. My health, unbelievably important topic. 
<laughs> relationships, yeah, you have to have some. My relationships. Have you ever gone out with a girl? Let's say you have a little bit of a jealousy situation. Just the, not too much. It's latent. It's available. Sometimes it gets triggered. And you're going out with a very pretty girl. And everything's really great. You're having a great time. But then one day it changes into she's your girlfriend now. Now, as soon as she becomes yours, there's a sense of uh, entitlement. You feel like you should know what she's doing, and so you're breaking into her email and stalking her or parking, you know, following her where she goes. You now have, feel like what you have license to check up on your girlfriend, yes? But you see, it's the same thing. A thought is a thought, but when it's yours, forget about it. It can be incredibly heavy. It can stop a whole day. When a feeling, a feeling's nature is to come and go like everything else. But when it's your feeling, it's just used to facilitate a remembering of old times you felt the same fucking way. You don't see it? Why do you think this is going on for? Just for charades? It's reinforcing an idea that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, which establishes your forgetfulness of your own nature and your acquisition of a false one which can only seem to happen in time. It can't do it, actually, but it can seem to be doing it. Yeah? That's how out is that it cannot possibly be occurring. That's the good news. Yeah? If, you, if your interest in attention leaves the, fa- the uh, facilitation events, they won't facilitate what they're doing. They can't facilitate the sense of self without your juice. Yeah? All they can do is point. Look at your language. Like I, I remember I would travel back east, a year ago, two years ago. Hadn't seen me in a while, a year ago. And my hair got long. You know, so people are saying, oh, you're growing your hair. And I'm going, well, I'm actually not growing my hair. I'm just not cutting my hair. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm spending a few hours a week growing it and you know, going to growing lessons with other people who like to grow their hair. If I don't cut it, it goes. <laughs> but the idea that I have something to do with something I have nothing to do with is very, very rampant in the thought system that we're listening to all day. Yeah? It's implying you have something to do with something you have nothing to do with. Fucking a lot of the time. Yep, you have the feeling you have something to do with it. Yeah? And it burdens us. It causes us to travel heavier. All freaking day. Because we're never in the day. What's going to ruin this Wednesday night is never going to be Wednesday. It's going to be next Saturday or three years ago. It's very rarely the day you're in that's fucking you up. <laughs> if, if it is the day you're in that fucking up, you'll find out you have the ability to deal with whatever that day has. But it's very hard to deal with what's not happening. <laughs> it's very hard to deal with three years ago, now, or four years from now, now. It's impossible. Yeah? The only solution is, is to realize it's not happening. What more do you need to do? It's the only way it's producing any effects in your life is you're instilling it with its meaning. You're making what's not happening seem to be happening by thinking. Yeah? Fuck, okay. What would happen if, you, if, if, if your attention and interest was mostly weighted to be here? You'd have immunity to there and then. Your day wouldn't be dictated by last week. Or even a second ago. Yeah? You'd be, you would have a, a freedom, not from maybe all the restraints of time, but a huge influence of time. Because most people are not here, seemingly. 
When they come here, very rarely are they here. And I can tell all the time. They're sitting here and they go, I really like how I'm feeling, but Tuesday, they immediately they pledge allegiance to time. Instead of just enjoying the freedom from next Tuesday, they bring it up to override the freedom that's happening now. All the time. I mean a lot. Without even knowing it. It's just like it's like a, a, a like a habitual pledge of allegiance, you know? Oh, I feel so great, but I got a feeling I won't be feeling great next Tuesday. Why would you want to have that take precedence over feeling good now? Why? That's insanity to me. Yeah. Oh, don't bother me. Let me feel shitty. I will be okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's more important to you that you will be okay in a future event than being okay now? You know, that to me, that's insane. No, let me be un-okay now but I will be better. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> when? A different now than now. It will be a there now. When you arrive to that there now, it will be here once again. <laughs> and you'll see you're just in a form of slavery. You're moving from a mythical moment to a mythical moment that never, never occurs while it's pissing on the moment that's available now. That's not a form of slavery. If you had a seeming choice, which you feel you don't, I would bet 99 out of 100 of us would vote for that, to be located in the day and in the moment I'm in. Yeah? So that the interest and attention that at one point was enslaving me to an insane idea of time and me as the doer and haver would now be enriching my day because I would see things, I would hear things, I'd feel things, I'd taste things. Yeah? I'd sense the presence of the almighty juice, so to speak. Yeah? Maybe that incessant need to seek would be put out, not by fighting it like a forest fighter, it would just dim down on its own because your mind would lose interest in it and would gain interest in others, who would gain interest in this moment. And after a while, by gaining interest in the moment, the immunity builds. You don't go to what's not happening anymore. And, you know, it's like a miracle in a sense. You feel satisfied. You feel content. Yeah? I used to spend $500 a night sometimes to feel like, to try to feel like I feel now with doing nothing. And I can't get arrested for it. I can't, you know. I don't have to kiss someone's ass to buy any from them either. I don't even have to kiss a guru's ass to go see them. <laughs> Be free of that too. You think spiritual seeking is different than the corporate ladder? It's no different at all. It's the same fucking thing. It's just dressed differently. And you may think it's more noble, but it's the same modality of mind. The mental process is still... You know, I don't have something, I want it, I'm going to, therefore I'm going to do and have myself into a state of being. Good luck. You can't. All you can do and have yourself is into another mental state. <laughs> that's all it can produce is a mental state that's going to be very, very wobbly. It's going to be based on circumstances and situations, and it's not going to hold water when the shit hits the fan. Yeah, it'll be great when you're at a retreat of like-minded people eating fucking organic food. And I remember the place I used to go to, I did a retreat, I used to call it the upper middle way. 
you know, Buddhism, there's the middle way. This was like high class, better than my room. The place I stayed for two weeks, fucking Eagle Claw bathtubs, freaking three gourmet meals a day. It's fantastic. You know? <laughs> it's easy to feel all right there. You know? How about 10 in the morning on Wednesday when your bank account is low? Or whatever. Yeah, that's where it, that's, geez. you want something that's reliable, that's always available at all times, with no requirement necessary to meet it. Because as soon as you have a requirement necessary to meet it, inventive and genius people here will get themselves in the way of between you and that and become the middlemen and the middle women that were selling you another fucking book, another process, another this, another intensive, another retreat. And they may be noble and innocent of the things, but what's going on is, like they say in Buddhism, hey, if you see the Buddha on the street, shoot him. Don't throw your own Buddha nature onto someone else. That's the way of avoiding the responsibility of being that which you want to lay on somebody else. They'll never be able to uphold your conceptual ideas of how they should be. Yeah. No savior is never going to save anyone. Their best service is that they fail you so that you get left with your own devices finally. Yeah. So recovery, same thing I've been saying for 20-something years. Exact same thing. Go to the exact nature of the wrong, if you want to call it a wrong. And to me, the exact nature of wrong is a misidentification, or an identification as a self. It's a, whole, it's a verb. There is no self to be identified as. It's a verb of mental process that produces a verb called identification as a self. There is no self to be identified with. It produces a feeling. It doesn't even produce the feeling. It just in, constantly infers that you're the doer, so the mind gives in and now has the feeling of being the doer. Only the mind can produce the sense of self. A mental process cannot produce that sense. Only the mind makes the leap. And that's why the freedom is inherently where the seemingly problem is. Because the problem is only seemingly. It's only appearing to be true. Yeah? From the solution's point of view, there is no problem. Literally. Yeah? When from the problem's point of view, you need a solution. So let's say you entertain an idea that suddenly becomes a solution. What it reveals is there is no problem and therefore there's no need for a solution either. It's the lightest of lightest of lightest of paths because it's no path. It's not a path to illumination. It will illuminate whatever you're doing. It's illuminating me staying at home trying to get my allow this knee to get better. It illuminates that just as much as it illuminates when I do a talk. It's the same, same light. Yeah. You're the bearer of it. Like this, when I heard this idea, it became the last answer for me. I haven't had a new answer in years, you know. It's a living answer. It's always, you know... As long as you are seemingly here, it's there to be entertained. Yeah? The mind is entertaining itself, basically. Yeah? Like the other sea, just look at the sky. Check the sky out. 
This is sort of like a, like a quality of the mind, the big M. So there's the sky. Clouds are going through it, yes? And let's say they're rain clouds. When it rains, does, it, does the sky get wet? You know, does that space get wet? No, no. This 4th of July explosions, does it ever rip the sky open? Have you ever seen a big rift in the sky? I best you go to see the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, never, did. oh, Jesus, the fucking sky opened up. Jesus, I wish, you know, stitch it back up. Oh, sorry, you know. No, if the plane's flying through it, it doesn't call up the terminal and say, hey, I ran into a big chunk of sky up here. No, the sky is there, seemingly. It's a space, and a lot of things are appearing in it, and a lot of things are having effects on other things in it. But it's not affected by anything that's appearing in it, ever. Yeah? That's what mind's like. What you are, the inherent awareness that you are, hasn't been sullied by anything that you ever thought you did. Never. Not one mark has been ever laid on it. Ever. It's untouchable. Yeah? Yet it's always available. It's what's seen, it's what's behind the scene that can never be seen. It's what's behind the hearing that can never be heard. It's what's behind the smelling that can never be smelled. Yeah? It's what's behind the conceiving that can never be conceived. Yes. It's what's behind all the thoughts that can never be thought of. Yeah. If you're not that, how can you not be? How could everything seem so real to you unless you were the reality lending that reality to what you're seeing. How could it seem so real? How could falsehood provoke such a real, real experience unless it was provoking it to what is real? You, you and I. We are the reality. And we're lending that meaning to everything we're running into based on the identification as being a body. For this to be real, that has to be real. For that to be real, this has to be real. Yes? For an object to be an object, the subject has to be. For the subject to be a subject, there must be an object. That's what's happening here. It's like a split. Instead of all there is, now there's this and that. You, 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 you. Let's... Let's impress the internet. You, 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 you. Yes, 80, 90 people here tonight. You, this kind of... Oh, to yes? And no matter how many yous there are, no matter how many times I look at a body and I see that's a body, this is a body, no matter how many times, I will never call this you. I'll call it me. Yeah? Yet you'll never call this me. You'll call it a you. Yeah? The me is the crowning of the you by the mental process into a false I called the me. Yes? So subjectivity now be, now is taken to be the subject as a body. I become the seer, the feel, the taster. You're an object to me, but I'm the subject. This is a this is a distortion. This truly is, man. Yeah. It never happened, but it can seem to happen in time. So there's a freedom. Whatever level you want, it's available. If you want to just not flip out at your next picnic, you could promote that. You know, If you want to entertain other possibilities, it's all for that too. Yes. 
for me, it just illuminates whatever you're involved with. If you're involved with recovery, it'll illuminate that. If you're involved with tons of satsangs, hopefully it'll illuminate that. If you're, you know, painting a house, it'll illuminate that. Wherever you are, there it is. Yeah? Let your mind entertain possibilities. Let it, it's like, you have a, it's like your head is like a marathon runner stuck in a closet. Self-centeredness is a closet. You've gone over every freaking possibility the system can prevent, you know, can offer. You've traveled over every inch of what's available to it. It's a very small mental system, yeah? You'll feel so fucking, so much more expansive, freed from that bondage. And I'm saying the, the freedom is inherently so, unless you don't think so, yeah? And your power is such that you can make seem something that's not so seem to be so by your believing it. Yeah. Can you imagine if you turn that power to make something that isn't so seem to be so to make what's so so? Or let's say to make what's so more so in a way, at least so it dawns on you now <laughs> in this life. <laughs> Today, Wednesday. You know what I mean? <laughs> You ever see it? Really. If you're giving everything the meaning it has, why not give that a big meaning? <laughs> like, everything. <laughs> Can you imagine if the echo comes back? True, 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 true. That's what happens. That's the unspoken yes. You finally put your money on the right color. <laughs> yeah. You made what so seem to be so. And therefore, and it is so. <laughs> Maybe as you're first entertaining it, you're making it seem to be so. It's not holding water yet, you know. You're still traveling heavy and stuff. But what may happen is it will it will prove itself to be so. It will repl- it will download. It will reveal itself to be true. Yeah. Not tr- not to you, but as you. <laughs> or as someone else. You'll see it not just in this little event, you'll see it all over. Yeah. After a while, you see the same signature on all the checks everywhere. You see an incredible choreography going on. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. It's funny even with this. For 20-something years, I got run over by a car in 1980, twice, one night. So this was deemed my bad leg. <laughs> for 30 something years for easier thing out my bad leg and then my good leg I just whacked it in the water so now the thing has changed this now is my good leg and this is my bad leg <laughs> which one is it? is it good or bad? <laughs> it's the meaning I give it I was given this, it, it probably believes it's good, I've been giving it that meaning, suddenly it's the bad leg, now, what? Now it's acting, I can't put any weight on it, it's acting just like the bad leg used to act. <laughs> you see, what tune, is it, what tune is it dancing to? Yours! Stop fucking being victim and passive, spirituality, whatever it is you want to call it, this isn't a passive event, this is totally active. You're awake. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're on. Oh, I just have to accept it. Maybe not. You know? Acceptance isn't like a, a rolling over and taking it. It can be very forceful at times. 
You're flexible. You, you, you're, fit, you're fit around circumstances and you respond to it in kind. It's like a dance. You're not just a tango professional. You can do all the dances. Whatever that's... You get the cues and you go with it. Yeah? If there's time to work, you work. And then when the work runs out, you don't work. If you're capable of doing that, I don't have a family, that's what happens. Sometimes I start running out of money and work comes, I do it. Or I go on a tour and do some talks. Then, I have some money, I don't go on a tour. Hang out, surf. And oh, wait a minute. I get a call, hey, you want to do this job? All right, sure, let's do the job. Make money. And I can tell all the time. They're sitting here and they go, I really like how I'm feeling, but Tuesday, they immediately they pledge allegiance to time. Instead of just enjoying the freedom from next Tuesday, they bring it up to override the freedom that's happening now. All the time. I mean a lot. Without even knowing it. It's just like it's like a, a, a like a habitual pledge of allegiance, you know? Oh, I feel so great, but I got a feeling I won't be feeling great next Tuesday. Why would you want to have that take precedence over feeling good now? Why? That's insanity to me. Yeah. Oh, don't bother me. Let me feel shitty. I will be okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's more important to you that you will be okay in a future event than being okay now? You know, that to me, that's insane. No, let me be un-okay now. But I will be better. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> when? A different now than now. It will be a there now. When you arrive to that there now, it will be here once again. <laughs> and you'll see you're just in a form of slavery. You're moving from a mythical moment to a mythical moment that never, never occurs while it's pissing on the moment that's available now. That's not a form of slavery. If you had a seeming choice, which you feel you don't, I would bet 99 out of 100 of us would vote for that, to be located in the day and in the moment I'm in. Yeah? So that the interest and attention that at one point was enslaving me to an insane idea of time and me as the doer and haver would now be enriching my day because I would see things, I would hear things, I'd feel things, I'd taste things. Yeah? I'd sense the presence of the almighty juice, so to speak. Yeah? Maybe that incessant need to seek would be put out, not by fighting it like a forest fire, it would just dim down on its own because your mind would lose interest in it and would gain interest in others, who would gain interest in this moment. And after a while, by gaining interest in the moment, the immunity builds. You don't go to what's not happening anymore. And, you know, it's like a miracle in a sense. You feel satisfied. You feel content. Yeah? I used to spend $500 a night sometimes to feel like, to try to feel like I feel now with doing nothing. And I can't get arrested for it. I can't, you know. I don't have to kiss someone's ass to buy any from them either. I don't even have to kiss a guru's ass to go see him. <laughs> Be free of that too. You think spiritual seeking is different than the corporate ladder? It's no different at all. It's the same fucking thing. It's just dressed differently. And you may think it's more noble, but it's the same modality of mind. The mental process is still 
you know 